there Ken laid after slipping on his tears and snot from the fruits of his sorrow, that he didn't bother to wipe off his face. The Corps were far from done with toying with Mr. Wilson for his actions that only assisted in enabling the existence of the GAGCO. If he thought he had something to cry about thus far he was in for quite the surprise. Deep within his head far into his unconsciousness, there he was, as a chubby twenty-year-old man whom up to this point had lived his life as if in an actual lifetime being lived. Just as lucid and real. He had a limited IQ, down with the syndrome was he, a chromosome extra was given to he. Still he had the same desires to fit in, and as every young guy desires a female in his life. Which in this dream, it was far from the riches Ken Xavier Wilson had experienced in his life. There he was in a suburb of Chicago in the early 1990s. Riding his tricycle around his block wearing his propeller cap. On his limited paper route which was only around his block. In this dream is a tactic used by the court to permanently destroy his self-image. His name was exactly as it was in the real world. Kenneth Xavier Wilson. When he got to his last house, Mrs. Peterson's house, he left her paper, chimed his bell on his tricycle. She came out and in delight consulted Ken. There's my little Kenny Penny, our favorite buddy. Wow great job Kenny. Here's two cookies for my big guy Kenny, one for when you get home and another before you go night night. As she walked over to his tricycle put a box containing two chocolate chip cookies in his basket which was actually his pay for his paper route. The company who helped him get the paper route actually mailed his father a check of $20 a week which was his actual pay, which his parents only gave him $2 to buy a candy bar or soda when he went with his mother weekly to the supermarket to go grocery shopping. Mrs. Peterson continued, Kenny dear be careful riding home with your cookies it's almost 3 o'clock, the high school kids are about to get out bye bye sweetie, he smiled at her and waved, ah I'm okay thank you Mrs. Peterson I go bye bye as he chimed his bell and rode back home which was only four houses away. As he rode off Mrs. Peterson gave him a warm smile as she watched to make sure he made it home safely. That evening his mom called him and told him she would be working late, and that his father would be there at 7 p.m. with a pizza for dinner. Existing as a lonely young man, Ken got curious about the world outside his immediate neighborhood. Luckily for him Mrs. Peterson wasn't to be seen. So Kenny got on his trike, and sure enough he found himself in a bad neighborhood to which he was not capable of sensing danger, and was extremely trusting of everyone. By now it was going on 6.30 p.m. He rode right into, as what he perceived to be a pretty woman dressed nicely, whom he actually believed liked him. Oh he was in for such a surprise. He stopped, got off his trike, and blushed. The harlot whom had a pimp waiting in a vehicle half a block away parked in an alley. Greeted Ken. Hey there sugar, you like what you see. What's your name Cupcake? Ken replied, I am Kenny Hehehehenehe. The harlot made a seductive move at Ken. Ken got a little excited, and puckered up, with a grabby hand reached up, mind you he had on a, Barney loves you, shirt on, torn messy pants with suspenders with that propeller cap on complete with velcro shoes on, and said, I love you, marry me. The harlot slapped Ken to the ground and signaled to her pimp who sped out of the alley, got to the scene stopped with screeching tires. Got out of his car. And smirked, what's up dog? You wanna be with my girl. Bud P. Law, you don't look like you have the money, he then pulled out a pistol from his jacket. And demanded, Ken removed everything. Ken started to, cry and blush. He tried to go back to his trike, but the pimp's friend walked out of a nearby party store and stole it. Hey man, 
I thought you wanted to be naked. Why you so sad bro? The pimp and harlot laughed. Do even if you had my bread, I wouldn't even let yo touch my girl, fool. The pimp continued as he started pistol whipping Ken. Ken cried out, mama, me want my mama, ah ah. Soon it was dark out three other of the pimp's friends came by. Turns out the harlot. The pimp and the three other men were gang members Ken unknowingly rode into the Latin King's turf. Now this is the part where things got really unworldly bizarre in Ken's nightmare. Mrs. Peterson along with Ken's parents came by on a motorcycle being sure to shine the headlights in Ken's eyes. Rev the engine, honk the horn to torment him. His father got off the bike shook hands with the pimp as if they had known each other. As they exchanged pleasantries, his father scolded Ken. Kenny buddy. What the hell? Why the heck are you here? I thought mommy told you to stay put. I think our man Ken here thought we'd let him feel good with a lovely lady, and enjoy life, after all the many times he banged his wife, cheated on her, without raincoat, had the women he slept abort that what they produced, use his motor vehicle to harass cyclists, even hit and killed one, left the scene, went home with a clean conscience and made love to his wife after all that, then the knowledge of whom Ken really was hit Ken although this dream has seemed exactly like a real lifetime. Ken wailed, but Dady, I is sorry, Ken's father giggled. I am not your father, you big asshole. Nor is this your mother, nor are these fine people whose turf you have invaded to try to have a sexual experience actually real humans. They all then turned into the human-like ants they actually were after the core fed them the crumbs. Just enough of Ken's mental power reached him within the extremely lucid dream for this dream to transition into a part to where the ants would transport him to Venus to a huge prison. Torture. Camp built just for Ken where the ants would really mess with Ken's head.